Hello, good afternoon. It's 12.02 here on the East Coast in Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy. Uh, I'm your host, Tony Miller from the Labor Network, and this is Labor Pains. Labor Pains gets lit. Or it. So let's read, right? Uh, we're going to read today from our book, here, The Future We Need by Erica Smiley and Sarita Gupta. Uh, I mentioned this on the morning show. We read their foreword by um, Mr. DeMoris F. Smith, the executive director of the NFL Players Association. So we will reread that. And then we're going to read some of the book. I've got a call in about 25 minutes. So we'll read and then maybe we'll chat. Hope you enjoy. So again, The Future We Need. Forward. It is an honor for me to be asked to write the foreword for this important book, not only because I am a diehard believer in the power of teams and unions, but also because I believe that competition can coexist with fairness if we embrace the idea that everyone is entitled to the promises of a more perfect union. As the executive director of the NFL Players Association, I serve the workers of a business that has been the nation's premier pastime for decades. The NFL is a multi-billion dollar business. NFL games consistently rate among the most among the 50 most watched television shows every year, and even regular season games often outdraw the playoffs and finals of other sports. The NFL is also a business that has had a labor union for over 60 years. As a result, NFL players enjoy good wages, work-related and post-career health fair limits on hours to be worked, post-career pensions, and health and safety guidelines far beyond the minimum requirements set by law. Some believe that the great benefits and salaries enjoyed by the players who work in this business are simply a product of a wildly lucrative business model. Worse yet, I am certain that most of the people who follow our sport never think seriously about how the players are paid and how they achieve their pensions, salary increases, and post-career benefits. But those in the labor family understand that none of this would be possible without those NFL players who made the decision to form a labor union. Those, nope, yep, those in the labor family also know that the NFLPA exists because a small number of dedicated people worked hard and sacrificed much to benefit a larger number of workers who may never give their efforts much thought. It is for those reasons that I write this forward for the future we need. The future well-being of all workers will depend almost entirely on how many of them are represented by labor unions. The fact, the simple fact is that as representation by unions has decreased in recent years, so have wages, access to safe working conditions, and fair pensions and benefits. There are two persistent lies used to suppress progress among working people. The first lie is that as productivity increases and businesses grow more profitable, financial success will trickle down to increase the wages and benefits of those who do most of the work. The second lie is that profitability will be inhibited when workers form a union, a team to improve the conditions in their workplace. One need look no further than the labor-management relationship in the NFL to recognize the falsehoods of both assertions. It is simply not true that the wealth generated by professional football automatically trickled down to benefit the players. They got their fair share only when the NFL was forced to bargain after years of contentious battles between players and team owners. For decades, the NFL did not recognize the players' union. By the way, is it not ironic that so many people who support teams on the field are willing to do everything, legally and illegally, to prevent people from forming teams off the field? Can values like teamwork and mutual support 
be just as powerful when it comes to addressing issues in the workplace. As a result of management intransigence, dozens of players were forced to risk their jobs by suing the team owners in federal court. The lawsuits began in 1945 and continued unabated until 1993, when the players won a jury trial that broke the owners' de facto monopoly over pro football. Throughout those years, and despite the growing popularity of the sport, nothing was trickling down to the players. Like most modern multinational business owners, the NFL owners did not want to fairly share the profits. However, in 1993, the first modern collective bargaining agreement was negotiated between the Players Union and the NFL, essentially a sectoral agreement that covered all franchise owners in the league. And since then, the NFL has experienced nothing but unbridled success. In short, the facts show the collective bargaining method of working through issues between labor and management has produced a far more profitable business model than the litigation and constant business disruption that existed during the decades of owner resistance. The future we need exposes the lie that labor unions inhibit business development, suppress business growth, and decrease profitability. It also explains how we can organize workers into a cohesive team to help shape their own destiny. If every business in the United States operated according to the management labor paradigms that define the NFL and the NFLPA, I'm positive that everyone involved, from workers and managers to investors and senior executives, would be far better for it. Non-sports workers deserve nothing less. That's you. That's me saying that. The lies we have been told go far beyond falsehoods about the specific effect of labor unions. We have also been sold the false idea that there always has to be a loser for every winner. And that if you are on the losing end, the reason is your personal ability or industry. Over the last 40 years, we have seen a tremendous increase in economic inequality simply because a small group of people believe that they must win extravagantly by ensuring that others lose perpetually. This is a false narrative and one that is inconsistent with the best promises of a nation aspiring towards a democracy. The greatest promise of the United States is the promise of opportunity. If that opportunity is not equally available to everyone, then the promise of the United States and its potential greatness are falling short. The future we need is also a timely lesson given the number of numbers of people taking to the streets to support individual civil and human rights. There is a strong link between issues like voting rights and access to health care and the protests that arose after the death of George Floyd and the outbursts of xenophobia, racism, and violence on display at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. We find ourselves witnessing yet another battle playing out as part of the United States' continuing democratic experience. I believe that we can be greater only when we choose paths that build, support, and benefit us all. That is why I believe in unions. Accordingly, there is an unbroken and historical connection between the cause of civil rights and workers' rights. We experienced this firsthand when many opposed the collective actions of players kneeling during the national anthem in response to police violence, as if their First Amendment rights no longer existed after they clocked in work. This book is an important and necessary guide for those who believe in the sanctity and dignity history bestows on those who get up every day to do honest work for their families and themselves, and those who understand why it is equally important and necessary to resist and confront those who believe otherwise. It's a book for everyone who is still committed to the American dream. And that was from Demoris F. Smith, the executive director of the NFL Players Association, who wrote the foreword to the future we need.
All right. Well, let's talk about that for just a few minutes. Highlight some things we like, right? Number one, every single one of your favorite NFL players is in a union. Isn't that crazy? You didn't know that, right? Absolutely. Uh, these are the people you love to death. You worship them. You think that they're the greatest thing on God's green earth. And yet, you know, they're in a union uh, with the same protections that anybody can have from a union, right? So that's not, it's not special for just NFL players. What the NFL players use is the same thing that you can use if you form a union, independent or with other folks. So, you know, um, what are the lines I like here? Worse yet, I am certain that most of the people who follow our sport never think seriously about how the players are paid and how they achieve their pensions, salary increases, and post-career benefits. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. So we're going to take our really gay highlighter here. Yikes. We're going to highlight that line. Because it's true. You all watch football. You all watch the NBA. You all watch MLB, etc., etc. And all of you talk about how much money these folks make and all the bennies they get. But you don't understand how they get them. You don't understand that you can have the same situation, maybe not the same amount of money, obviously. I don't think anybody thinks that. But you really could form a union the same way that people in the NFL do, right? The first line, here's another line we really like. The first line is that as productivity increases and as business grows more profitable, financial success will trickle down to the increase to increase the wages and benefits of those who do the most work. And I like that DeMorris calls that out as a lie. We talk about trickle down. And trickle down is when the companies go, well, it's been a great economy. Our profits have risen. Our productivity is up. We don't need to spend the same amount of money to make the same amount of money. And we can take that extra money that we've made and we'll give it to the workers, right? They tell you that, but that's never what happens. And that's never gonna happen. So anytime, you know, the boss or owner tells you, well, you know, we're gonna make more money and we'll be able to use that money to give it to you. We'll give you a slice of it. Nope, ain't gonna happen. It's a lie. Happen to be all the time, right? Um, you know, when I worked for Shameen Hotels and Neil would open hotels, he'd buy them. These hotels would make millions of dollars, right? He bought them for tens of millions, of dollars, millions and millions of dollars, you know, lots of millions. And when they opened, he would throw us a few hundred dollars. We'd be like, well, we couldn't have done this without you. A few hundred bucks? Fuck you. Pays for nothing. A few hundred dollars. Get the fuck out of here, cheap motherfucker. Um, yeah, I, I, this is this is this is really. Uh, it's good. You know, the player, the NFL players' union is telling you they, that you need a union, and that's how the NFL players get what they got. So you want to have money like them. You want to have well, not like them, but strength, right? Uh, same style. Obviously, you are not going to make what a. You know, whatever Troy Aikman was making, because again, all you're going to get from me is 90s football references. That's it. So I hope you enjoyed that forward. Obviously, we'll read more and more as we go through this day to day. This was just a great sample and a great start to what I hope will be a longer discussion on a great book about how, you know, people need to get organized. And that's how you're going to make better money, better wages, better working conditions and get the benefits you deserve. See you tomorrow morning on The Morning Show, 730.